This is One Size Fits All. I'm Chris. And I'm Rachel. We're a podcast where we talk a lot, a little about everything and a lot about nothing. So today's topic is shortages. Shortages? Yeah, you know, you're short. Um, I don't think that's what shortages means. Oh, that's not what you meant by that? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I am short, though. All right. Yeah, we're talking about shortages in general, about what there's a lot of shortages uh, all around the world right now, apparently. Different kinds of shortages. All kinds of shortages. So that's our topic. I'm ready to go. All right. Let's let's uh, let's dive in and not shortchange these people. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so shortages. We have all, by now, to some degree or another, witnessed the shortages that are happening in our country. Most of you are aware that we have a problem with getting... Um, certain parts for like our vehicles, GM, companies like that. There is a huge shortage of these little chips that supposedly are being manufactured in China that aren't getting here. And so there's a chip shortage. I like chips. Not those kind of chips. Well, those are hard to find too, aren't they? Those are hard to find. So we have a chip shortage. So GM cannot get uh, this done for their trucks. So there's a huge backlog of trucks, literally trucks sitting in lots full of trucks waiting on a part. I know. We live near Fort Wayne, Indiana, and over there on the east side of town, they have all the empty old warehouses and factories, and those lots are completely full of pickup trucks. Brand new, by the way. Brand new that are undrivable. Yes, simply because there's a shortage of these little chips that go into them. Right, there, and those chips also are affecting my career right now. Right, and so... Mr. G over there drives a semi-truck, and he's waiting on the same thing. So manufacturing is causing all these shortages, which is in turn affecting the industry like truck driving. Now, what's the cause of these shortages? Hmm. Maybe someone didn't didn't pay somebody, maybe? Oh, maybe it's um, certain regulations that are put in place after a certain uh, false scare of a pandemic. Do you mean like there's like regulations and red tape and things going on here like get the government out of here and we'd have chips wow that's that's a pretty bold statement there well i totally (laughs) believe it and agree with it so there it is so okay so no matter where you stand on how things are going it is a real problem um you ask anybody i was just at a car dealership getting work done the other day and they literally had a car hauler i think is what you call them come in they had like four SUVs and two trucks. And they were so excited to get the pickup trucks. They were like uber excited because they came in from another dealership apparently. But they were so excited to have a truck to put on the lot. By the way, those transport uh, trucks, we call them parking lots. Parking lots? Yeah, going down the road on the CB, we call them parking lots. That's interesting. I never knew that. Right, yeah. CB talk, trucker talk for you. I just learned something new. Well, good for you. Thank you. Okay, so... We, we have this chip shortage, okay? There's a there's another shortage we need to to dive into here. I don't know who does the grocery shopping in your house. I do it in our house. And there is becoming a real food shortage, especially with certain items. I'm almost not getting bacon. That's right. It is becoming hard to get bacon. I cannot find juice pouches to save my life. Um, you don't want to see me without bacon. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure you'd survive. Mm, I don't know if you will. 
you're you're not home that often. I'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, so there's shortages of things that we use on a regular basis. I don't know if y'all remember when the pandemic began. Uh, what's it been now? A year and a half ago. March twenty twenty. March twenty twenty. When the pandemic hit, everybody started to hoard stuff. Right, people were hoarding toilet paper and water and all this stuff. Yeah, I know. I hauled a lot of it during that. Got paid nicely for it, though. It was paying pretty good. <laughs> and no traffic. So as people were hoarding this, right, then it got, it got really hard to buy those items. You could not get toilet paper to save your life. And if you did, you were limited on to how much you could buy. Which just caused people to panic and bought more that didn't really need it at the time, which actually causes a false shortage. Actually, to tell the truth... Because I go to these warehouses and all the time, Walmart warehouses and, sure. and the suppliers, Georgia Pacific, Procter & Gamble, all those kind of places. They had plenty in the warehouses. But how the transportation industry works, we have set schedules, we have set trucks, you know, delivery times. And it's based on normal usage, normal buying, things right. like that. Typical things that you see. So all of a sudden you have this influx of, oh no, the store needs a whole bunch of toilet paper. Well, they also need everything else. And On top of that. Right. And there's no more trucks than there was yesterday. Right. In fact, a lot of people claim that there's a shortage of trucks. I don't think that's really the problem. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother thing. But the point being is shortages affect everything one shortage can affect multiple other things which creates more shortages absolutely so it was funny too you know we talk about this so i went into right after the pandemic hit and i went into aldi to buy we go like once a month or so and we'll buy stuff for our local food pantry and they had toilet paper and i wanted to buy sets of them because our food pantry that was one of the biggest items that was needed for people in our community was because they couldn't find toilet paper so I went up to them, and I there was no limit on the toilet paper at Aldi, because um, Aldi's cool like that. And so I literally had a <laughs> a cart filled with toilet paper and you hoarder. I hoarder, and that's exactly what happened. This lady in the line, the line behind me, she just glared at me, and I finally got to the point that I'm like, I don't need to take this. And I just looked at her. I said, None of this is for me. This is for the food pantry. And the lady just looked at me, and goes, Uh huh, sure it is. Like, first of all, rude. How dare you judge me? Well, I mean, nobody in their right mind is actually nice and doing good things. Come oh on, gosh. Rachel. How dare you to try to help others, right? So then I go to check out. Well, they know me at Aldi because we go in and do this all the time for our food pantry. And they literally have extended a hand to us and said, anything you need will help you load, whatever. And I checked out and she just kind of looked at me and I says, this, you know, these are the number one, two and three items on our food pantry list. And she just looked at me, didn't even make me take out a cart, didn't question it, goes, got it. You need help loading it. I mean, super great. And the lady behind me was like shocked. Like, I can't believe she just bought all that toilet paper. And it just, I find it funny how people assumed I was hoarding it when it wasn't Right, for me. but at the same time, there is a limited supply and you did take away from the normal people. But I'm giving to the people who can't does, get it. But still, it still creates a shortage for the people that need toilet paper that are going to shop at Aldi. Yeah, but those people that I'm giving it to, they, we live in an area where they couldn't get to it. So it makes it hard. But you know? how about we not make regulations that increase shortages or increase uh, unemployment or increase people not going to work? And that's really the root cause of all of this is we were paying people to stay home. I think that's a main part. I think also 
people were getting to work from home found out that, hey, there's other ways to make money, staying home, doing things. I think a lot of people changed careers, jobs during this whole pandemic. I think that plays into it, too. But when you don't have people going to work or you don't incentivize people to go to work, you're not going to have workers there, and that creates more shortages. When I go to warehouses all the time, they're running behind. Why? Because they don't have enough workers. Or if I go get my truck repaired you know, at a shop or get an oil change, hey, I don't have anybody coming. And some of that also is these mandated, like, vaccine stuff and oh you got to get tested oh you tested positive you have zero symptoms you aren't a threat to anybody or are you just wearing a mask all day so that's now you, prohibitive so now you need to stay home for two weeks and we'll pay you i mean that that well, that is a problem it, it is but i don't think that that's the single co- contributor to all of this right i don't think it's it, you can't just pinpoint and say that's the absolute root cause of absolute everything well no and also we're relying on other countries these other countries right. like china are putting these regulations on their own people locking them down completely exactly. and not letting them go well let's stop relying on these other countries you know no. we're a great country we have the ability to make absolutely everything this global trade stuff it's fine but we shouldn't have to rely on it for things like chips for vehicles you know we need to learn we need to train we need to teach our you know our own people that want to go into that we need to incentivize them to do that kind of thing and that's free market incentivizing i don't know what word i'm going for there (laughs) it's fun to hear you try though right it, it really is the point being we have have to look out for America first because if we can take care of ourselves and then we there is a need outside of that, if we're taken care of, it's easier to take care of others. The same thing, bring it down to a smaller local level. Just like if you and I are doing well, finances, things like that, it's much easier to donate to things like you said, the food pantry or the local church or anything like that, it's much easier if you are successful. We need to look at that and apply that to our country. If we can make our country successful, prosperous, and the people in it, that will expand to others. And people do genuinely overall. I think people are good-hearted for the most part. People want to do good when they have the ability to do that. Well, I think it's also that we we live in a world where we have gotten so used to nothing being made in the United States that we have stopped trying to do it on our own. We rely so heavily on China and Taiwan and the Philippines for a lot of our products. You know, Mexico. We rely on them. And we have stopped trying to have anything made here because we get it from there and it works. And it's all affordable, right? If we make it in the USA, it becomes more expensive. A lot of people don't want to take that on. But the flip side is now we're seeing just how relied we are on these other countries. Well, a perfect example of us being self-sufficient. Self-sustaining. Self-sustaining is the oil industry. You know, earlier before this year, 
we had the pipeline, we were self-reliant on oil, which turns into gas and all that. We, We were making more here than we were getting from other places. As soon as our new president came in, he immediately set policies, not because it's good for the country, but it was a political action where he shut down pipelines, immediately caused a shortage here. And also lost a lot of jobs in that, by the way. Oh, a lot of jobs to get lost. And I'll give you that one. So they did that. They shut that down. And now we're relying on other countries again for our oil supply. Not all of it, but a lot of right. it. A lot a more than of it. A lot more of what it would have been because of these political policies being put in place. And now I just feel fueled up last week. It was like four twenty a gallon for diesel fuel. I'm telling you all, when I have to pay more, you all are paying more. Oh yeah, we're we're paying three thirty nine a gallon for regular gasoline here in and, Indiana. And I'm not necessarily making up the difference in my mileage pay. I am getting paid a little bit more, but there again, that falls back down to you as the consumer. As the consumer right. So it really is a tax on the poor people more than anybody else. <laughs> Got to pay to get those Frito-Lay chips, man. Yeah, absolutely. The Frito-Lay chips. Uh, yeah, exactly. Gotta and you, ne- you need those chips we for sure. We need those. Those chips we can't live without. Toasty toes. Toasty toes. <laughs> okay. So let's let's shift gears here and talk about a different kind of shortage of something that's happening. You mentioned that a lot of people seem to think that there is a trucker shortage, which is not really true. Let's talk about what's happening in California. Okay. So... Yes, I have experience of this. I've been a truck driver for over 15 years now. Long time. So I would say I have some experience. I've seen this come and go. I've seen presidents come and go, different policies. And I've been an owner-operator for roughly five years now. And I've seen this progress, and I'm seeing the difference. And for quite a while now, in fact, I think pretty much my whole career, I've heard people claim driver shortage. One of the problems to start with is holding on to the drivers you have. The company is treating their drivers well, making people want to stay. The turnover rate at some of these larger trucking companies is outrageous. It's like 150 to 200, 300%. Yeah, they have a very high turnover rate. And because people will just stick for two or three years and then move on. Right. And people like to blame that. uh, And the big companies like to blame that and say, oh, that's a driver shortage. No, you're not paying your drivers well, or you're not treating them well, or you're not giving them a good enough livelihood. Now, something I've fought for and maintained for quite a few years is being home. That was the most important thing for me. I've been home every weekend for 13 of those 15 years for the most part. Now, I had to stick up for myself most of the time, and it was a struggle quite a bit with some of the companies when I was being dispatched. So, that's part of this driver shortage isn't really a true driver shortage. However... The California, you have all these boats lined up from China or wherever they're coming right, across. So, okay, so for those of you who don't know, hang on, back up, because you have some unknown people, right? So when when we get stuff from overseas, it gets put on a boat in that country, gets come over, and it comes into our ports. We have ports over in California, Florida, um, the Savannah, East Coast. Georgia is a big one. Savannah, Georgia. So California, though, is a huge port place for the United States. They have multiple 
docks in multiple places where those ports come in and all of our goods come in. Goods come in off the boats, they get loaded onto trucks, it then goes throughout the United States. That's basically the overall view of that, to kind of put that in your head. Right. And now, California politics, I think most of you that are listening to us probably agree that they're crazy. They're loony out there. They just put a law in place, and I've been watching this law for quite a while. New Jersey was going to, they had it through their state legislation and things like that, too. I think it's called the AB5 law. Not exactly sure, but that's what just passed in California in the past year. They took it to court, appealed it, but essentially what it is, it's not just geared towards truckers, but truckers are a main problem with this law, and that is... You can't be an independent contractor and and be hired by a company that does the same thing as you. So, as an example in trucking, I'm an independent contractor. I lease my truck and myself to a large trucking company. Now, we both truck. That is doing the same thing, and that's one of the problems with this law. So... All the independent contractors in California can no longer lease their truck. To a company that already does trucking. Which means they'd have to go get their own carrier authority. Their own authority has to be done. Which takes a lot of money. Insurance, for one, costs some people, I've heard, $30,000 just for insurance on their truck. Well, it costs more when you buy it for yourself than when you're with a big company. All these things. Most independent contractors are not making that kind of money. No. Or have the ability to, especially the port workers. It's a kind of a low-end yeah. trucking for those port right, drivers. just to get it taken from there to there. So you lost all of those drivers out there. That's the real problem, and we need to fight that law. Now, one of Biden's administrations, and this was well before he got elected, he was wanting to, that main concept of that law, he wants to make that across the country. That right there will shut this country down, and you all need to be scared of that. I'm terrified of losing exactly what I do. People say that it's for the benefit of those independent contractors, and they're trying to pass this law because they should have benefits, and they should be part of a union and all these things. I don't want that. I am successful not because I... uh, because I lease on to a large company. You're successful because you are running your business the way it needs to be run within the scope of the company you're leased on to, right? I mean, exactly. Really. I have a lot of regulations that the company right. doesn't allow right. me to do and things, but I'm okay with that. And I because do, you still get to do your job. You still get, get to run to, it the way you want. Yeah, it's much better than working as a company driver for sure. And that's what they're forcing these drivers into doing. So basically, you now would either have the option to only be a company driver or to fully fledge, get your own authority, and be 100% responsible and then have that kind of um, overhead to have to worry about completely yourself, right? Right, or become a company driver. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing either. If that law's in place... I'm out of business. Now, now this we, we talk about this in the scope of your job with the transportation industry, but this is independent contractors. So that would also apply like to, let's say, um, a, a, a masonry worker who is who could be an independent contractor but hires on to a bigger company. Would that apply to things like that also and things of that nature? 
Yeah, it does, and they tried to implement it to like, like Uber. Like Uber stuff. is a good example of this. They tried to implement it for them too, and that's really what they, the writers of the law, were trying to get at was these, like Uber drivers and, and places like that. But Uber actually fought back and won because they don't do transportation themselves. They are a software company with an app. That's their main source That's of income. That's a loophole if I ever heard one. It really is. <laughs> and also, there's plenty of exemptions. Doctors are one that do a lot of independent contracting. That's true. Doctors do. They got exemptions. Now, why is that? Lawyers got exemptions. See, that doesn't seem right. Right. This really affected trucking more than anything else. And it wasn't really geared. It was kind of geared because there's a lot of shady uh companies out there hiring independent contractors i get that but not doing it the proper way and they're basically company drivers being told exactly what to do and getting paid pennies really for what they're doing that is a problem but that's not a problem for me well i think that also goes back to what we've kind of always said too if you're not happy with your job then do something about it that's right. I don't need the government to tell me what to do <laughs> right, or not exactly. to do. Right, exactly. I'm sorry if you feel that what you're making is not sufficient for your job. Then do something to change that or fix it, whether that be your education, whether that be you you talking with your boss, whether that means you need a career change. But don't wait for the government to try to fix that problem. That's, that rarely works. Right, but there's a policy that created massive shortages, a huge problem right now today for sure, and it's what, October 24th, 2021? Yes, and so these shortages from California um, are just creating a huge backlog of things not getting into our country. In fact, I don't know, you've probably heard it's being said that if you want to order Christmas gifts, you need to do it sooner rather than later because you may not get them by Christmas. First of all, don't let the panic get you. Don't feed into the fear even in that scope of it. Let me tell you what, that's not what Christmas is about anyway. If your gift doesn't arrive and your family's mad at you, that's just ridiculous. But it's ridiculous how far it goes. And and we don't think about it. We sit there and we allow some of these things to happen and our ears kind of get tweaked about the greater good and we don't really look into things. And then when we do, we're like, oh, that's what that means. You know, you need to be informed. Go back and listen to our last one talking about doing research and making decisions and things like that. Plays into this stuff. You need to be informed because this stuff comes down the line, right? Um, There's a bill that was going up and talking about how initially in the bill, um, any deposit you got into your personal account over $600, the government would have been able to see it. Yeah, they changed it to 10000 10, It doesn't make it any better. It's not any better. you stay out of my account. Yeah, it's none of your business. I pay my taxes like a good gun, fair in person. It's none of your business. But what's interesting to me is how many people didn't know that. Like, I, he had this in his bill, like, in his thought process a long time ago, being able to see this because the, the theory that our administration, current administration, posed before he was even elected was that, we need to make sure that all proper taxes are coming in. And I'm like, really? Because that's $600, which is, it's just ridiculous. And just one, if you have kids and you're getting those payments right now that you were getting, you there you go, you're done, you'd have it. And then you're going to get dinged by the federal government, which 10000 is better, but still. it's I don't understand the government overreach that's happening. Yeah, it's insane. And we're allowing it to happen because of the ignorance out there in the people. We need to fight. We need to be 
patriotic. We need to defend our freedoms. The only reason we got as successful as a country as we are is because we were free to do that. Not because of any government implemented Well, we fought thing. for that freedom, right? I mean, we had to fight to be free. Literally, I think we almost forget that, that we fought for the freedom to be free. And now we have a shortage of freedom. We have a shortage of a lot of things. So going back to that, we also have um, a stated shortage. This was just came up in a, a thing. I was with our son's school the other day, a shortage of teachers. And they were talking about the reason that there is a shortage of teachers. And a lot of people say, oh, they're not paid enough, blah, 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 all that stuff, their benefits and the, and the teachers' unions and all these things. Given from most of the teachers, actually, that they've interviewed, do you want to know what the number one reason why there is a shortage of teachers according to teachers? Why is that? They're sick of children's parents. Right. Oh, That's wait. The, the parents <laughs> should have, don't, they don't want the parents to have a say-so in their child's education? No, quite the opposite. They're complaining because parents are saying that, oh, my kid deserves more, or why did you send him home with an F? And, and they're getting so many complaints from the parents based on how their teaching is, or that their kids deserve a better grade, or blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we're just sick of it, and we're done. And so a lot of teachers just have said, we don't want to deal with it. We just don't want to deal with I it. I kind of agree with that. I mean, there's some kids that absolutely are spoiled and are not disciplined enough out there. Oh, yeah. We know kids like that, right? And we would absolutely train them differently. But here's the thing, right? All of this is going to affect going down the line. If we have less qualified people teaching our children, our children then get a less qualified education. They become adults who are less desirable for the workforce, long-term, this has disastrous consequences. For sure. And it, that's the problem with most people's thinking. They're like, oh, let's change one thing. This is a huge issue. One thing affects everything else. And it's a whole concept behind it. Everybody wants to change one thing or this thing or they have whatever movement they're behind. Nobody thinks things all the way through and how it's going to affect everything else. Right. Now, you know, a good example of that, okay, you know, and with our concept of shortages today, there is actually a nurse shortage. Okay, that's becoming a big problem for hospitals. And the number one reason is because they do not want to take the, the shot or, or wear a mask every day. They're, they're tired. They're sick of it. And they should have the right to not have to do that like any God-fearing American. The regulations that are imposed to keep us all safe, quotes there, is exactly what's causing the shortage. And that happens in restaurants. That happens yes. at places. There's plenty of employees that decided, I'm not going to work. Not because I don't want to work or not because... I can't find a job. I right. mean, there's plenty of jobs. It's not that. It's that the that, uh, silly, I'll say that, regulations that are put in place by governments and other sources or company policies. Yes. These regulations for masks or vaccines or whatever it is. Right. They're not going to... They don't want to work under those regulations and that's causing your shortage. Nobody talks about that or... Some of the places shutting down that might have implemented regulations towards their customers, for instance, they're 
they're not even realizing that they might have lost their customers because they put certain regulations that were ridiculous right, in exactly. place. Right, exactly. I mean, and that's, that all goes back to our freedoms, right? We should have the freedom to decide what goes in our body and what doesn't. We should have the freedom to, well, I can choose whether I shop at your establishment or not based on what you're doing. In the same way, you have the freedom as a business to impose it or not impose, but there are consequences to those choices, Exactly. And, and, you know, we talk about how Menards in the beginning was one of the big ones who before the government really overstepped at all, Menards themselves instituted a mask policy and they pushed it to a T. You could not you couldn't even get to the doorway without a mask. Like They they were firm. Just, just to put it in perspective, there are some customers because we choose my own loads. I get to pick off and kind of the loads while well, you do a lot of the choosing of course it's fun but with that there's certain places that i know like i'll see a certain city on the board and i'll know what that place is i might choose not to go there because of the regulations that they put on me as a driver to come in that i don't agree with and not going to comply with. right so right there you're you're we're going to choose not to take those loads therefore that might limit and you're not the only trucker i'm sure who feels that way so that limits those loads getting taken care of same thing with the stores right if you do that that limits who's coming into your stores i will not shop at menards as much as i like it simply because of what they've imposed upon the clientele or with the trucking even states, I haven't been to New York or Pennsylvania since all of this nope. COVID started. Not going to do it. Because of the regulations they put in place. So now you have at least one trucker shortage in those states. Because I used to travel the western part of those states kind of often. A you know, bit. before that. And even Michigan and for a while was having a little bit of shortage of things coming and going because of what they imposed on their people. And nobody's talking about that. But that's a real shortage. I guarantee that you don't have me. To right. haul your freight. And we know that you're not the only person who who feels that way, right? So we have to be smart. You know, these shortages are happening, but we have to really look at the reason they're happening and take all that in. And we also have to be aware that we are the voice. We are the people. Do not let anyone tell you, oh, we'll let the government do it. You, the people, are the United States of America. That's exactly right. Seriously. And, and like we've said many times... We revolted. We had a revolution <laughs> for these freedoms. We we stood up against what in our in, in in that day and age a tyrant government of Britain and we said, heck no, we don't want to abide with all your your stupid rules and your tea party stuff and, and we are gonna dismiss it and we're gonna make our own nation and everyone thought we were nuts, but look what came out of that. That's right. And we I would say we're a successful country. Overall, I think we're doing a lot better than most of the world. I would agree with that. But just doing better doesn't mean we can't even do better than what we are now. But we are fast falling away from that, for we sure. We are. And we are falling at a rate that I don't think people are even feeling it. And I don't think they will until they thunk and hit the ground. Well, at some point, you're going around that curve too fast. One of these times, you're going to spin out and you're going to be out of control and there's no getting it back on the road. Nope, there's not. And we don't want that. We have we have fought for this country. We have earned it. And we love our nation. And we want to keep it the nation that we worked for. And we want to make it a place that we want to raise our children and we want people legally to come to and enjoy what we've built. But to do that, we need less regulation, less red tape, less fear mongering. We need 
less dictatorship over the freedoms that we have because then it's not freedom. And we need to also realize that we the people are all part of that. We don't need to wait for others to tell us how to think or to feel. Use the free will the good Lord's given you and do something. Well, in in my experience and what I see, because I go to manufacturing places, all those kind of places all the time, I can guarantee from my experience that if you get rid of these regulations, the free market will find a way to make the supplies. But there's too many regulations in place that we aren't, the businesses aren't free to take care of this shortage problem. Right. And I think, and, and it does stem to, you know, the pandemic does play a part in all of this because I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand in a, you know, in a job for eight hours a day with a mask on and getting tested once a week just to maintain my job because that's that's not that's a health risk in my opinion yeah absolutely and i've already made the decision if the shot becomes mandated for me as an independent contractor or anything i'm absolutely stopping my career at that moment and that's that's what you all have to look inside yourselves and decide is how far are you willing to go for your freedom Exactly. And it's more of a fight for freedom than the shot or not. I'm not necessarily opposed on the vaccine itself, but I am opposed on the regulation of mandating it to me. And I'll fight that to my death before I'll take that shot now because of that. Be careful. I I don't want to have to see a COVID-19 death on your certificate there. Well, that's what it'd be (laughs) too, right? Technically, it would be because of COVID-19, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Shortages. Uh, Think about that next time you're at the store. Think about that next time you're at the pump. Think about it next time you drive past the car dealership and there's nothing there to purchase. Next time you pay $10 for a pack of bacon, remember my words. That's right, because bacon is life. It really is. (laughs) Bacon's the key. Oink, oink. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We've had a good time, and uh, we will see you all again next time. Goodbye. Thank you.